Gurudev's concept of spiritualism was power-based, which is unique in this modern age. He had attained innumerable powers that had manifested as symbols on his hands, feet, and other parts of his body. He initiated the acquisition of these power symbols in his disciples as he had the ability to share them. Along with the symbols came the utilization of their power. The power of using the trishul or the trident, one of the symbols on his hands that he shared, made a disciple far more capable than one who had simply read the scriptures several times. Gurudev could give a disciple the power to heal if he so desired within a few seconds. Most of us received spiritual energy from Gurudev purely through his willpower. There were no elaborate processes or ceremonies. His methods were unprecedented and unique. He made us practice mantras for years prior to bestowing on us the gift of Shakti. Some, like Santoshji, were recruited on the spur of the moment. Santoshji was caught unaware when Gurudev asked him to do seva for people who were waiting in a long queue at a campsite in Kathok, a one-horse town in Himachal Pradesh. Since he had no clue what to do, Gurudev asked him to distribute jal to the people and sprinkle some over their heads. Gurudev indicated that people would get well by this act. And amazingly, many did. I empathize with you if you find this hard to swallow, but I want to present things as they were and not dress them up to sound credible. Another way in which Gurudev transferred energy to his disciples was by enriching them with his aura. This was done by giving them his worn clothes to wear. By doing so, his residual aura would mingle with that of the disciples. During an annual Mahashivratri event, Gurudev had given me his worn clothes and I wore them for four days continuously without bathing so that I would not lose even 1% of his aura. Some others were asked to eat in his used plate after he had finished his meal. His used plate would contain the aura transmitted by his eyes. These were techniques and practices no one had even heard of, much less seen. He, however, used these to great effect. Another time, he did the exact opposite and asked me for the belt that I was wearing. I was embarrassed because it was somewhat worn out. Not knowing what the significance behind his gesture was, I offered to rush to the market and buy him a new one. He chuckled, realizing I had no clue what he meant. So he gently asked me to take off my belt and hand it over to him. He wore it the entire day. Why would Gurudev want to wear my worn-out belt when he had several of his own that were in a good condition? It took me some time to understand his intention. To him, it was a way in which he would allow our auras to mingle and get connected. It was his philosophy that his disciples and he were one and he took many steps to make that happen. The successes and failures of his disciples became his own. He would often treat patients on behalf of a particular disciple by visualizing the disciple performing the act. When he visited North America, he called me to ask whether he should give power to a potential disciple living there. I, for the life of me, could not understand why he would ask me that. But that is how he multiplied himself from one to many, steadily nurturing the tree that became a grove and eventually a forest. We, his disciples, were all laptops connected to him, the main server, and hence the power became shareable.
Naturally, he had access to all the power of every connected device. That is one of the foundations of his finally attaining omnipresence. I have been presently surprised to have met many followers who got relief, not only of the sthans, but also by communicating with him through his photographs and statues established at various locations.